0: What's up everybody? We're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I am your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, as always, a Mr. Tommy Tomatoes. Hey, okay, Henny And we are gonna go over the best and the absolute worst moves of the offense so far. Tommy, start us off.
1: Okay, so I think it's more fun to talk about what the worst move
0: Absolutely. of the
1: offseason is thus far. So I'm gonna get right into it. I'm gonna go with. uh, This is all not numerical order by any means. Yeah. Just how I have them written down here. So let's start off with Shaquille Griffin to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this. I I think this is a bad move for them. Uh, I think this is a bad move for him. And I think this is an overpay for definitely an overpay. Shaquille Griffin. Yeah. Uh, He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I think just giving him that sort of deal. At this time in his career, I think is a
0: little bit of a stretch. And like, why are you doing that if you're Jacksonville? Like, I I, I get that you're still you're like in the process of building everything back up, but he's not really the type of player that you make part of that build up. Right. He's a play, and not that he's a bad player, but he's a player that like a good team that like wants another depth piece or. You know, can fit in another guy. You bring in him there. Not he a team. Is not one.
1: by any means what they gave him. So um, he is a total value of the contract is forty million. He's averaging thirteen point three million dollars a year. Yeah, that's insane. And twenty nine of the forty million dollars is guaranteed. I think that is a drastic overpay for Chico Griffin. Yeah. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But however, I think he's just
0: just an overpay. Yeah, he's not. He's a he's a sub ten million player for me. I agree. I'm, yeah. right, I'm right there with you. Yeah.
1: Um, So, let's go to the next one. Uh, Bud Dupree to the uh, Tennessee Titans. So, I think this is another bad move. And not that, again, much like Shaquille Griffin, this is not to say that he is a bad player. But I think maybe he did um, benefit from having TJ Watt on the other side. Definitely did. Not maybe. Yeah, definitely
0: did. I'll go with that too as well. He never lived up to his draft pedigree. Like, he he was never bad. He was always good. And, like... You know, even value uh, edge rushers like him, like, anybody should want that. Right. But he, it, I remember coming into the draft, like, he was, like, one of the premier pass rushers, like, coming out. Like, everyone was super excited about him. And he had that one really good year, um, but just kind of really – yeah, never really lived up to it. And he was always playing behind a strong defensive front, um, which he will be doing in – tennessee so that's where like i i don't really think this is a horrible move um but the money is the money is where it's like a little i agree with you
1: it's not a horrible move by any means but i mean total value of the contract is 82 and a half million dollars that's a lot of dough it's a lot of dough he's up there actually he's getting the same pay exact same pay as chandler jones which i'm i'm i love chandler jones but anyway nonetheless um, average per year is sixteen point five million, and thirty five million dollars of that eighty two and a half million dollars is guaranteed.
0: And he ain't Chandler Jones. No, he's not <laughs> Chandler okay. Jones.
1: But I mean, you could make an argument that Chandler Jones does have the higher guaranteed money, which he has fifty three million dollars as opposed to the thirty five million. This is well deserved. This is well deserved. Yes, agree. But I don't think he should be in the same ballpark as. I see the next couple guys he's with, which is um, Zedarius Smith, Chandler Jones, and Shaquille Griffin, who aren't that far away from
0: him. Yeah, and he's not that type of player. No. Yeah, like I, I would much rather have Zedarius Smith. He's yeah, a good yeah, he's a but that's guy, so I'm sure he's a good and that's why I think like his play could def- will definitely benefit Tennessee. I just think that's a a crazy overpay. But again, he was going to end up with that somewhere. So
1: whatever. So, I mean, if Tennessee wants to be the people to put against the other team with and get them, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, maybe they have a good, uh, you know, um, place for him in their defense. Yeah. So let's go to something that's more broad, Um, not a particular player as of of this time. The Packers don't make a move to trade Aaron Rodgers when they could have. So we went back and forth off the air talking about this. Um, I think they had a great opportunity to trade him um, with the 49ers. I know it was like you know, they said they never made a formal offer but i believe there's, there was an offer that was made When you know that
0: involved. that third overall was involved absolutely so.
1: so i don't know if do you agree do, do you think that the packers missed an opportunity to trade Aaron Rodgers at a higher value than they would have maybe when the time comes
0: i think they did but this is something that we again we're gonna have to come back to because if they're able to Kind of sort of rekindle this relationship with him then i think ultimately that's the right move is to keep aaron Rodgers at all costs um so if, if that is the case then no i don't think it's a missed opportunity but if they trade him later and that return is meh because again, their return could be something like crazy where it's like, okay, they weren't going to get much more than this if they did this earlier. Right. But if the return is like, meh, then especially doesn't have the same value as a number three overall in a quarterback heavy draft class, right. then it's it's definitely I, a big miss. I,
1: I agree know. with you. And I think we have to revisit this. It all depends on the compensation that is going to be in regards to Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. when the time comes. So. You know, we'll see how it plays out. Um, The next thing I want to move on to is Trey Hendrickson to the Bengals. Decent player. However, not worth the money again. I think it's an overpay. Maybe you can make the argument that, hey, you know, that's what you have in the free agency. But total value of his contract, he got $60 million. And if you want to break that down in average per year, that was $15 million average per year. With only $16 million guaranteed.
0: So, So the thing with him is like, I do think he's a good player, but this was insane because you look at his career through the past four years, uh, 2017, 13 tackles, two sacks, 2018, eight tackles, zero sacks. He didn't play the full season, but 2019, 19 tackles, four and a half sacks, 2020, 25 combined tackles 13 and a half sacks he had
1: a really a good year last year he,
0: he had a really good year last year but
1: Cameron that, Jordan that on the other side.
0: not even that these years like there, there's there's a there's an outlier here and that outlier is last year so you are banking on him based off of last year and last year alone because no none of those other years are worth, are worth anywhere close to the money he got. So yeah. he did 13 and a half sacks and he got that money. The, the Giants world. signed Marcus Golden the one year for like one year, 10 million after he had uh, double digit sacks. It was the one year. How, how See, did I love
1: that? You take the one year and you say, hey, you did the great last year. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. it. I okay, mean, they on to a multi year. Yeah. Transition. And
0: I get like it's kind of like, no, we, we want this guy. We really do think he, he's going to contribute. I get that. But woof. That's a big contract yes. for a guy that had one good year.
1: I forgot about him for a little bit. He went under the radar, but I was kind of scrolling through the, you know, Freedom signings and stuff. And I think this is, this had to be written down as a big, big uh, wolf on a signing. Yeah. So let's go to something, I have a question mark next to, because you could make a positive, um, um, a positive, um, whatchamacallit, what am I trying to say here? Um, Argument? A positive argument and a negative argument towards him. So let's go with Aaron Jones being signed to an extension. Let me get your thoughts first. Yeah. Before I get mine, because I think, I think I think I have mine, and I think this is a good signing for the Packers.
0: Debating how it turns out with what they have going here, but good. So uh, I, I don't think this has anything to do with Aaron Jones. To be completely honest with you, uh, I think it's just another example of just his poor asset management by the Green Bay Packers. And it has, like I said, it has nothing to do with Aaron Jones. Did they pay good money to keep? one of the best offensive talents um, on their team and really in the league um, because he offers he offers value running the ball catching the ball everything
1: yeah
0: Um, but you drafted a running back A.J. Dillon in the second round the year prior and not that I think A.J. Dillon because he's a completely different type of back he's more of a big bruising bulldozer type guy. I love his size as a running
1: back.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't offer anything close to what Aaron Jones offers in the run game and the pass game. But you drafted him in the second round, and the next year you sign your pending free agent running back to a four-year contract extension. If you draft a running back in the second round of the NFL draft, you should be expecting him to either start immediately yep. or start the next year, yep, especially right. when you have that running back on your team that is a pending free agent the very next year. Mm-hmm. That has to be the game plan. So what what the hell happened here? I, I don't
1: know, but I'm looking at his contract and his total value, $48 million, average per year is 12. But it's only guaranteed and I know we can look at the value, we can look at the average per year, but the guaranteed is the big money maker here. It is. $13 million. It is. And so that is a big thing with, with me and I think with everybody really. They could get out under this contract early. Two, two years after. And yeah, he's 26
0: and by the time he's 28, that's probably where you start to see the decline. And then maybe you see more of you Dylan or
1: something like that. I don't know. See, I don't know. Agreement, back to such a question
0: mark right because aj dylan's uh they're gonna have to try to pick up decide if they're gonna pick up his fifth year option or not There's, and where are you gonna, hey, how are you gonna round? no sorry he, he wasn't i totally There's forgot but yeah but to they're gonna shit. they're gonna have to decide if he's uh if he's gonna be still with the team next year right. and how is where's he gonna get these snaps obviously jamal williams is gone but Yes. I, I don't know how many snaps he's going to get to be. Like, is it going to be like a Derrick Henry, uh, Deion Lewis situation? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, no, Not that I sure. think A.J. Dillon's going to be Derrick Henry, but like the sort of, oh, he, he's like the number two running back that gets kind of like the 60-40 split, and then he slowly starts to take over. I don't see – like it's the same type of like – like, speedy, elusive pass-catching back versus your big bulldozing back. Yeah. Uh, duo, but I don't really see it working out for the Packers the way it did the Titans.
1: Maybe they misplayed it because they have the whole disgruntled Aaron Rodgers situation going on and
0: stuff. And- but they they signed him to an extension even – well, I guess the, the disgruntledness was – it it been since there since it started, Jordan Love, since they drafted Jordan Love, it was there. So it,
1: it was there, and even was more even there when he was like, telling free agent like um, players that don't sign me, I don't know if I'm gonna be here. You know, so, I mean, Aaron
0: Jones is like, "Fuck you, I, I I'm a running back. I'm, I a, I'm, a, back. I'm, a, I'm a 26-year-old running back. I'll yeah. take if you're giving me this money, I'm taking it."
1: There right, you but yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I agree. Maybe piss maybe poor management of the Packers, but. Um, I think Ayrton is a great player. I like, do, uh, but I do look at the guaranteed money and I think it's favorable for Green Bay. That so $13
0: million. So I think Green Bay is in a better position yes. for, for, for keeping him, sure. I, mean, I just it, it, I, I just have to look at all the variables like, and just say what, what this just makes the move that was dumb at the time even dumber.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so let's go to another big thing in the offseason. Well, I think it was a big thing because it's a quarterback. Andy Dalton to the Bears. Um, I think that they might have been
0: better off just going with Trubisky for another year. I, I I disagree. Right, um, I, I think Trubisky is just all kinds of trash. Um, and <laughs> while Dalton is definitely on the downswing of his career, I still think he brings that veteran. I'll say veteran experience, where if he's given. The right opportunity, he can do a serviceable job. And now you you might not want serviceable job. And right now it doesn't even. That's exactly what you want because you just drafted the quarterback of your future. But this is before the fact. But Mitch Trubisky was not even a serviceable quarterback. He was barely serviceable. There were games where he was serviceable. Other games he was downright atrocious. <laughs> like I, I and the thing is too, he 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 he's bad across the board. Underthrow, overthrow, making the wrong decisions, making the wrong reads, not finding open true. receivers, doesn't have good arm strength. Like, there's nothing to like there. What about Folesy,
1: Folesy still there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I I would have rather them go after Cam Newton, um, it, when they had the chance. But they like, I would have liked Cam there over any of the other potential quarterbacks. I would have liked Cam
1: for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I, that been, yeah, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been a great because fit too. if
1: if God forbid Hurts gets injured, you don't have to change the offense that much. Yeah. You know. But anyway, nonetheless, um,
0: I think they're probably regretting this because they did find an opportunity to trade up for Justin Fields. Yeah, but I, I don't think that that's why they're regretting it because they you don't want to always have to be in a position whether he shows up if he if he balls out in camp and they're like okay this guy. He can start day one. Then great. I think it's and, a then, and then yeah, but but then great. And Andy Dalton is a fine veteran backup that we see the value of having the Josh oh, McCown. Right. And
1: outside looking in, that that is 100 correct. I back that up. But Andy Dalton already spoke and said when I signed this deal, they said I was quarterback number
0: one because he is. He is definitely like again things weird things happen and change in, in training camp, but it would have to take so much. For them to throw Justin Fields to the wolves immediately because a couple different reasons one of them being Justin Fields buys Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace time because they're both on the hot seat and what they're able to do is if if, let's say if they started Justin Fields and He's not ready yet, and the Bears are and struggling like a lot of rookie quarterbacks do. It's not made to you're not doing it to make like you know. Nagy. You're not making a, a ruling good. on them, but if they struggle right out the bat with Justin Fields, Nagy and Pace are gone. They're they're both they're both gone. Yeah. If they have Andy Dalton start and they struggle, and this is both if they struggle, if they do good, it's it it's great. Yeah. But if Andy Dalton struggles. Then they get to say, "Well, hey, we drafted Justin Fields. Now let's put him in." That buys them at least a year and gives Justin Fields a little more time to develop. So hopefully, maybe by let's say week eight or so, week six, week eight, if Justin Fields gets his gets his start, they can run with and that. He shows they, out. They and the exactly, 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 exactly. So if he doesn't show
1: out, they're
0: gone. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I think that. It, it, signing Andy, it had nothing to do with them drafting Justin Fields because they would have to have a quarterback there, whether to either start day one or and and pass the torch on a Justin Fields or just be the mentor of Justin Fields. And guess what? I'd rather have Andy Dalton be that mentor of Justin Fields than Mitchell fucking Trubisky. What is he going to offer? him? Foles. Foles too, but I mean, the thing is too Andy Foles Dalton with a mentor. Andy Dalton had years and years of veteran. Like he started all what those years. Foles did. But, 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 I, I
1: know. I know.
0: I know, this I know. Is someone
1: Foles gives a table. He said, "I've been a backup. I've been the Facebook franchise. True. I've won a Super Bowl. I've been a Super Bowl MVP. I've done everything that there is at every level at this league. And here, and he can give so much insight to Justin Fields.
0: Okay. Well, you have you have two guys that can do that now. But the thing is, like Foles, is Foles, 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 Foles but but. but what was Nick Foles in Chicago? He wasn't good. He wasn't good, and that—that's that's my thing. And again, it, it could be the system. It could be—I I don't know—I don't know what it was, and I don't know what it is in Philly and that and makes. Anyone me, it. Yeah, and I don't know what it is in Philly that makes Foles a, a god. A, a Con- Connor, I've been an Eagles fan since since birth. I've gone
1: to over a hundred games to that stadium. I follow that team. I I, I follow some. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know, but that's the thing is he wasn't good in Chicago, and they were they were done with him. And when you're playing Mitch Trubisky over whatever quarterback, it's it's done. Yeah. So they're bringing a new guy. I'm not saying like Andy Dalton's the answer, but I think that given the other quarterbacks on the market, it, it's it's fine to bring in that guy to mentor. I, I think this move would look worse if they didn't draft. Uh, a Justin Fields or any other quarterback, for that matter, uh, right. in the first round, um, but I, I think now it, it, it's not really that bad of a no, it's not. It's not bad.
1: Like it's not like the absolute bars, Oh my god, I can't believe what this team did. Yeah, no, but it's
0: like it's not. It's n. Yeah, it's men. Oh yeah, it's it's no. not again nothing to be excited about. Right. But who else were they going to sign? Like they, they could have potentially traded for Teddy Bridgewater, you know, they, but they don't they, want to trade. You
1: know they did? They covered themselves.
0: They did. They, they did. said, if
1: we can't get a quarterback, if we can't trade for one, if we can't draft one, we still have a serviceable guy who could win this game.
0: Well, so here's the thing too is, and I just know this with the Giants specifically, Ryan Pace and Dave Gettleman were in talks before the draft about potential trading back of the Giants guy wasn't there. And then he was calling them around the, seventh, uh, the sixth or seventh pick again about that trade. So that leads me to believe that Ryan Pace was looking to make a trade way before the draft. Like he had his eyes on trading up for a quarterback. Now, obviously, if quarterbacks went one, two, three, three, four. Yeah. 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 And that's what they did. Yeah.
1: So uh, let's go on to the next one. Um, And I think this one is a shit signing. AJ Green to the Cardinals. They already have aging wide receivers on the roster. I don't think they really need another one and I don't think they really have a place for AJ Green for someone who doesn't stay healthy and who doesn't really bring much to the team. What do you think?
0: I think that
1: I think I think this might be my possible worst signing of the offseason.
0: Oh, it's definitely not mine. And we'll get to mine shortly. Okay. But uh, I I think at the time it's a, it's a why not? You're not throwing. How much did he, they sign him for? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up really fast.
1: Just give me a second here.
0: But I think too, like what you're looking.
1: I got it. Six million dollars. All yeah. of it is guaranteed. Yeah. Every single
0: penny. Yeah, and that and it's a one year deal, right? One year deal. Yeah. See, that's not. That that's right there alone. That's why it's not one of the worst deals. It's a one year. Let's see what happens here. You know, because, look, the the moves that Arizona made in the offseason and in the draft, what does that tell you? They're going for it. Yeah. They're yeah. going for and it. They just, and they have the they have the weapons to do it.
1: And they, very, and they might as well should. They should be. Exactly. Because of what they did. I mean, and they, they have J.J. Watt coming to town. They have Chandler
0: Jones coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, they have Buddha Baker, Isaiah Simmons. They
1: still got the question marks the corner, though.
0: Uh, they do. They do. But other than that, yeah, they're not they're not the perfect team, but they're they've equipped themselves to make a, a playoff run. They can do it. So what I look at AJ Green at is is a young or I mean not young, an old, <laughs> an older veteran, proven receiver. Yes, injury history, but
1: well, they did sign Malcolm Butler as a corner
0: though. Yeah, I did see that. But one-year deal, like, hey, we need some extra firepower. Uh, we need a tall guy that can be I, – I see A.J. Green being more of a red zone target um, at this stage in his career um, and just a possession receiver. He's not going to be running those deep, like, you know go routes.
1: Not being able to run.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if he's not he wants, gonna be
1: Red Zone target. I think he's done.
0: He's not gonna be he's not gonna be running those go routes anymore where he's a deep threat, a tall deep threat like that was almost kind of like Calvin Johnson light where he's running downfield and you're throwing the ball up and he's jumping up and catching it. I don't see him like that, but I see him as being like if he's healthy, a decent possession receiver that's like big body and you can use him in the red zone. Uh, but again, it's a, it's a one-year, six million dollar deal. Like all these other deals, are, we're talking about overpaying, giving too much, too, too much uh, term. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know. Like again, I don't think it's anything to be like, oh wow, like this is a, a great fit, and it, it's, you know, it, it's uh, it's gonna ter- it's gonna change the outlook of the team. But I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like absolutely terrible either.
1: I. I'm gonna go with. I think it's terrible, and, and I do. And you know, it's fine if we disagree on it, but I, I just don't find a place for to agree in the Cardinals' offense. I think it's just uh, money that could be spent elsewhere that could provide a better aspect of their team
0: going forward. I think that that's the that's the one argument I would make towards it being a bad signing is. That six million I mean, could, could have gone to a cornerback right now on the roster. If they're Agreed. ready to
1: compete for a chip this year, they could get Richard Sherman on the roster. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, steven Nelson. Stephen Nelson's out there. Yeah.
0: So. Agreed. You could you could have used that money better, but at the same time too, it's a one year six million dollar deal. It's not going to hamstring them or. You know. I okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's not going to be a major break. To yeah. Like some of these other deals where it's like,
1: what are you doing? So the next thing I want to get into, and I also have a question right next to this
0: one and Connor, and I can go off days about this. Paying Leonard Williams, the money that he got. Yeah. The floor is yours, sir. Yeah, so uh, let me talk about this. Uh, this, is a, this is a very convoluted uh, 100% of this subject yeah. because the Giants put themselves in a position where they had to. I mean, absolutely had to re-sign Leonard Williams. So in that regard, they did the right thing. If they overpaid a few bucks, whatever. They had to do it. Now, if you want to criticize re-signing him, you don't criticize the actual move to re-sign him. You go back to criticize trading for him in the first place. Now,
1: let me just throw in his numbers for you. Total value of the contract is sixty-three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Average per year is twenty one million dollars. Mm-hmm. His total guaranteed is forty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So that makes him the second highest paid interior defensive lineman in the league.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't value him as well. That's the thing is, do you classify him as an interior defensive lineman or not? Because that was his Literally whole argument. So yes. But that was his whole argument before with the franchise tag was he wants to be classified as a, a defensive end. I wouldn't do that. Well. But that's fine. He's not, that, he's not that type of player. And agreed. And that's fine. And if you want to look at him... on the
1: depth chart, that's because yeah, they have a
0: 3-4. But if you want to look at him as a def- an interior defensive lineman, he had 11 and a half sacks. Uh, I don't know. Where does that rank on interior defensive lineman? I'll have to look up the yeah, stats he, and everything. You can get back to me on that. I but but, but regardless that. of whatever that comes back to, the Giants were a losing team with a 3 and 13 record that you know was not going to make the play obviously wasn't going to make the playoffs um but we're a rebuilding team and they decided to trade for a pending free agent for a pending free agent they traded a third and a conditional fifth round pick that turned into a fourth round pick if they re-signed him so that is a just a terrible, terrible move. You do not give up draft capital for a player that so is a pending free agent. even if you did, <laughs> even even if because if you didn't get him, oh well, whatever. Yeah. Now, granted, Leonard Williams had a great year last year, and I'm and I'm always rooting for him. And the fourth in the
1: league in sacks, yeah, fourth in, in
0: overall sacks or just overall in two, sacks. overall sacks. Okay, so there you, there you go with that. Um, but you do not, if you are a loser, that's a team that, like, you make a, you're making a playoff push. You need to add an extra piece. That's what you trade for. So the Giants put themselves in a position where if they didn't re-sign Leonard Williams, they Excuse gave me. up. I'm
1: sorry. I want to correct that. Seventh in the league in sacks. Okay. i sorry. But I'm even, sorry. St- even still. It's even still top ten. Yeah. yeah. Top 10.
0: Um, and I'm sure that that ranks among top two in defense in interior
1: defensive um yeah we have aaron donald one obviously mm-hmm. and then there's smith hassan reddick miles garrett all edges yeah trey Hendrickson edge yep. yeah there you second, go in, yeah. Uh, interior.
0: yeah so there you go so that's why he got the money that he was asking for i mean he was asking for even more than that but that's why he got that money if you want to clarified it. If you want to say it's a slight overpay, that's fine. It it was, but you have to do it. You have to give a few extra bucks to make that happen because if they lost him, they would have traded a third and a fifth for a guy that just got meaningless snaps on a losing team. Like almost like, you know, just practice. Like I, I don't care if you're not competing for the playoffs, then adding a player is worthless. It's worthless to me. So they put themselves, they put themselves in a position where they had to re-sign him. Absolutely had to. And now he did play very, very well last year. Um, So like, I I think it's also justified, but I don't think you can question re-signing him. I think if you want to question anything, if you want to question the signing of him, you just have to question the trade, like yeah. that's that's all you have to that's all you can do in this situation, because they put themselves in a position. If they did not resign him, Dave Gettleman, I would say, would be fired. But we know John Mara and Steve Tish are not the smartest people in the world. <laughs> um, but he should have been he would he should have been fired immediately, um, and and that would have been one of the most moronic moves of the last decade in my opinion if they didn't resign him
1: so yeah i have have nothing more to say than whatever you to that table there um i don't have this as the absolute worst signing. i see both aspects of it he did have great numbers last year and i could also see that how you could see this as a negative thing where you didn't pay him that money and stuff um i guess we'll see how it pans out and everything but I, I don't, I see this as a wait and see kind of thing. I don't see it as like a, this is like the worst possible sign the Giants mm-hmm. could have done. Mm-hmm. So the next one we're going to go into is Nelson Aguilar to the Pats. And this could have been Nelson Aguilar anywhere. So <laughs> this is not just Nelson Aguilar to the Pats. Maybe I have some bias towards Nelson Aguilar because you know, he just sucks. But anyway, so I have him at that they valued him at too much money. So he signed a two-year contract for twenty-two million dollars. He's averaging eleven million dollars per year.
0: Yeah, it's way too. He's much. not. He's
1: not worth that at all. Way too much. Yeah, way too much.
0: And I don't think he's good. good. See, here's the thing: is Nelson? Like, is, is there a, is there a position for Nelson Aguilar to be to play on a team in the NFL? I think there is. I think that those te- that position is teams that have very very deep wide receiver cores where he is like a, a rotational guy. Yeah. Like not a team is actually the team that doesn't have a number 1 or even a number 2 on their team right I now. I
1: think the Patriots misplayed the market. Absolutely. Because he his total value of the contract is 22 million. His average per year is eleven and his guaranteed money is sixteen million. Well, so almost all that contract is guaranteed.
0: Well, they just want trigger happy. Really? Like they literally they signed like they signed like six people in like an hour. I know. Like and there they was like yeah they, yeah. they they signed tried. so many people like right off the bat where I was like, you okay.
1: The whole like uh, King of the Free Agency doesn't really pan out too much, but it's a Patriots, so we'll yeah. find a way to do it up. So yeah. it really suck. Uh, <laughs> the next one I want to bring up is Leonard Floyd to the Rams, or re-signing with the Rams. And only put this money. as a worst pick is because they let a player like John Johnson walk away. Yeah, who is way more conscience. valuable
0: than Leonard Floyd. And, like, I do like Leonard Floyd. I do too. Um, but they gave him money like he's a yeah premier pass. I have the numbers right here. So $64 million total
1: value. Uh, sixteen million dollars per year and thirty-two and a half million
0: dollars total guaranteed. Yeah, like what did he do? uh, That's what I'm saying. Like sixteen and a half is a a lot for a player like Leonard Floyd. Um, I'm shocked at the value that they gave him. I really am. I'm 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 shocked at that. Like again, I do I do like him. And and last year he had ten and a half sacks, and that's great. Every every other year, three sacks, four sacks, four and a oh, half, last seven sacks. His breakout year. Yeah, his breakout year at 28 years old. I I I almost. I mean, he did it. He had, he had to give him credit. He had 55 combined tackles, ten and a half sacks. Like that's that's good numbers for an outside linebacker edge rusher. Like that's really good numbers, but. I will, and it uh, was the first year with the Rams. All those other years are with the Bears, so you can look at it as maybe he fits their system better. Um, so I, you know what that that one might be a like. Let's wait and see, like what he does this. Year. I think this year is going to be the the tell all though. I agree. Like I agree. Um, so let's go to
1: um, just another
0: broad topic here.
1: The Lions took the opportunity to pass on a quarterback, and it's a Penny Sewell draft. Um, I, I I don't think this is much of a bad move for them to take Penny Sewell because you have a plug-and-play starter from day one for the next, I don't know, 10, 12.
0: Franchise left years. tackle. Yeah,
1: franchise left tackle. And you just traded for Jared Goff, so maybe that works out and everything. Maybe a different change of scenery might help a little bit. I can tell you have something else to say, so I'm going to let you go.
0: I, I don't think that it, it's – It's necessarily going to work out with Jared Goff. He might be okay. Uh, He might be horrible. Um, Who knows? But what I think the Detroit – because there's two different ways you can handle this, right? And both can be right and both can be very, very wrong. But you can draft your quarterback of the future and then build the pieces around him, or you can build the pieces first and then draft a quarterback. And if you have a stopgap like – Jared Goff, who's a fine stopgap, that's great. But what would happen – and different teams are built differently where they can make this work. The Lions were not in a position to draft a quarterback. And, like, let's just say if he played day one, it would be a train wreck. His development would be stunted, and he would probably bust out, no matter who they got. No matter who they got. We've seen this happen with the Jets and Sam Darnold. They could have signed a veteran, the you know Lions. I mean? Yeah, they got Jared Goff. I know, but he's not like, a, like an old veteran. I know. know, but what? What? What do you mean?
1: Like, how do you think Jared? Not that we care about Jared Goff's feelings. Yeah, but how would you think that he would care if they drafted a quarter a quarterback in round one?
0: Oh, I mean, he would you know he probably be uh, Russell Fen a little bit. Yeah, right? but I mean, who the but fuck like, cares? If
1: you sign like I I don't know. Like just just for argument's sake, or any uh, Dolan if Ryan Fitzpatrick, are you gonna ruffle their feathers too much if you draft the
0: quarterback? No. no, no. But I again, and I don't, you guys, I don't you think. Throw them in there. Sure, they might suck, but they're, they're in the career, they getting money. But I don't think the plan was ever for them to draft a quarterback. Like I really don't well, that shows. Yeah, I think their plan was, hey, we have a new regime. Uh, We just traded our franchise quarterback from the past ten or so years, more than ten years, but. uh, We're going to rebuild this team, but we're going to do it my way. That's what Dan Campbell said. And we're going to build it in the trenches first and then start out. And then by the time that they build a respectable team and they can see, because Jared Goff is at least a serviceable quarterback. um, They can see how he plays in the, for the next two years in the environment that they created. And if he does an okay job, they can be like, if we bring in the next, the draft, the next guy, He's gonna be ready to go because we have a good team around him. At least uh, at least an okay team around him.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, you know, yeah, uh, you know what you're right. Like
0: think think of Sam Darnold's development if the Jets had a solid offensive line and good weapons to get a type dream for
1: the Jets.
0: Yeah. Like think of what and if he came into that instead of coming into a horrible offensive line, no what like your best receivers, Jamison Crowder, like what did that do to his development? stunted him. it stunted and now he's gone yeah and now but now what they have is like with zach wilson in place they have a good offensive line they have more weapons And they may
1: assume the quarterback drafting is not that bad yeah
0: next year no know? no who cares about next year but it's the future that they're, right, they're looking right. at but that's yeah. what i'm saying with the lions where like i i i think that i think they did the right thing here fair
1: enough okay so let's go to another uh, team that passed on the quarterback what about denver
0: yeah, that that's my. That
1: Patrick Surtain thing—they took him the first round instead of going for Justin Fields. So, um, so although I thank the Broncos for taking Patrick Surtain because uh, if they didn't, the Cowboys would have taken Sertain. Yeah. We wouldn't have freed up with them, and the Giants would have taken Smith.
0: Yeah, it was actually probably the best case scenario for you. Yeah, and you alone.
1: I was kind of panicking um, just because, like, if that scenario played out, I could see the Eagles going doing Justin Fields. In.
0: Yeah, well that's I wouldn't be that upset about that if I was an Eagles fan. No, I wouldn't be but, upset about it at all
1: either. But it's just another quarterback. Yeah, it's just another quarterback, team. yeah. Yeah. So and you're also or, or not more,
0: and you're also not plugging a, another hole right that you have. Right.
1: Or Rashawn Slater's there too. Which yeah. Been a great, yeah. Great pick there. It's not the sexy um, pick, so to speak, but hey, it's still a good pick nonetheless.
0: So I've kind of like with this, I've kinda gone back and forth because if I was Denver, I would have I would have drafted a quarterback, especially I mean, Fields. Justin Fields. I love Fields, but you is a you, fucking place starter for me. But you brought this up. They were wary about the epilepsy and what it would have, what the medication in, in the elevation in, in Colorado yeah, uh, and, you know, what that would be. And I, since I'm not a doctor, I can't really speak on that. And maybe there's, they have, ha- they have solid reason as to not doing that. So I'll, I'll leave that up to the medical professionals, um, so I can't really comment too much on that. Uh, yeah, but i would, sure about that either. But I will say, outside of quarterback in Denver, Denver's kind of building themselves back up. Like, their defense should be really good next year. Uh, they have a ton they're of a weapons. Team. They I'm have really a ton good. of weapons on offense, and they have a decent offensive line. Not great, but getting but Garrett Bowles had a great year last year, um, which that was – I think uh, still has a problem with holding. Yeah, well, he 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 has the most like penalties in the league, um, but uh, but he did have a really good year last year. He's one of the best left tackles um, in the league. Uh, but uh, if I I don't know, I, let's let's see what happens. I mean, if they end up with Aaron Rodgers. Then they made the right decision. If absolutely if next year they end up getting the quarterback the only thing then, they're missing
1: yeah. is an Aaron Rodgers yeah. to like make that team like the like competitive.
0: And I'm telling you, Teddy Bridgewater will win them some games that they probably shouldn't win. <laughs> like they will.
1: I love Teddy, just like <laughs> me you too. too. I me love too. Teddy. Teddy's I mean the band,
0: they're not going to the playoffs, i will tell you that. Right. But like they'll they'll win some games that they shouldn't win, except for week one. They're gonna lose that game.
1: So, let's go with the last thing that I have for worst moves in the offseason, and that's Kenyon Drake to the Raiders.
0: My worst move. That's your move? My okay. absolute worst move of the draft. <laughs> I see you're they, about
1: the, this. The, so. he,
0: the, the dummy that is John Gruden took what Dave Gettleman did with Devontae Booker, which I thought was atrocious, and he made me actually feel better about it. What are <laughs> they doing?
1: Nobody knows. Nobody knows. What was the deal?
0: $13 million or something like that? Uh, give
1: me a second to pull yeah. it up. You, you go ahead continue to rant.
0: They signed.
1: $11 million total value. $5.5 million per year. So you're looking at a two-year deal. And the total guaranteed money. You ready? The contract. eleven point five.
0: Why <laughs> would you do that when <laughs> you are signing a guy to be your backup up. Running back. I don't know,
1: man. I really don't know. You still have two years of uh Josh Jacobs. And
0: Josh Jacobs has been great. Josh Jacobs is actually Josh Jacobs has been one of the few bright spots outside of Darren Waller on that offense. Yes. Um, he really has. And with all the other holes that the Raiders and they signed him early too. Yeah. With all the other holes that the Raiders have, Kenyon Drake.
1: Every penny of that contract is guaranteed. Isn't that ridiculous? What is Mayock and Gruden doing they're
0: they they are the worst duo in football like it's like
1: it's
0: I don't know I I, have no idea. I mean I'm a known John Gruden hater like I can't stand John Gruden um his
1: evaluation sucks this is a John Gruden movement right
0: yeah right? yeah a hundred percent hundred percent he he thinks he's and being smooth. there and
1: his puppet
0: yeah he thinks he's being well I think they butt heads a lot and it, really? yeah I think that Mayock thinks one way and Gruden thinks the other, and they, like, you know when you sometimes have, like, this isn't a political podcast, but maybe you have, like, a guy, you know, a Republican and a Democrat, but they both, like, work well together and they both infuse, like, the right ideas and they can come to a common ground. Mayock and Gruden are the opposite of that, and they'll make moves just based on... Like one will have a different philosophy and the other has a different philosophy, and they'll pick a player based on one philosophy and a player based on the other philosophy, right. and it just creates this just hoopla in Vegas. Um, that that's just a terrible, terrible move. Draft a running back.
1: It's, it's not good. It's not Draft good. a running back in the yeah. fifth round
0: to it's, be your backup.
1: It's not. It's it's, it's not ideal. It's I don't understand how Raiders, teams keep.
0: I don't understand how keep, teams keep doing this.
1: Well, Connor, you know what? It's the fucking Raiders, so they do whatever they want. You know. So that brings just to the fun part of this whole thing, and that's the best moves of the off season. So let's start with number one. And actually, I said no numerical order for the worst moves, but this is my number one move for the offseason, and that's Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Yep, I think he's going to take that team to the next level. Yep, he's going to do things Jared Goff didn't have the ability to do, so to speak, and he's going to just um, just, just take the team to another level. I, I think, think the I think they're winning the division. They. Win the division,
0: I think they could be a favorite in the NFC. They could, yeah. um, but again, even just saying winning that division, that division's the toughest division in football yeah, got the by Seahawks, far. Seahawks,
1: uh, healthy Niners team, you got a, the
0: Cardinals. Yeah, 49ers. you have the card. Yeah, not, you got the you got the Cardinals. You got the 49ers, and You got the Seahawks. We still got Kyler Murray over there, so there's that. <laughs>
1: so
0: there is that, <laughs> and that's why that it's going to be even tougher. But if you guys um, can't tell,
1: I'm not big on Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah, but. It's the toughest division in football, and it's going to be. A, and first off, the best games in football are those NFC West divisional games. They I are. mean, the Seahawks and Cardinals, both of their games last year, should belong in the I Hall of both, Fame. Did go overtime? I think they both the one, went to overtime. One of them definitely did, but yeah. the, and that was a crazy ending. Um, and actually, that game, even
1: a couple years ago, too. Remember that Thursday night game where Doug Baldwin. Like, Russell oh. Wilson was just yep. scrambling. Yep. He just tossed up yep. the ball, but on the sideline, he ran it up. Didn't yep. score, but it was yep. still a spectacular play. Yeah.
0: Um, Fantastic. But that that's definitely, I think, the best move in the offseason. I think Stafford is going to fit that system so well, and McVay is just going to – Live in la-la land I know with him. He probably jumped on the opportunity oh, yeah. for
1: Stafford. So that brings us to the next thing. And I have a question right next to this because you could bring out negatives, but I'm with you on this. I agree 100%. This is a great move for the New York Football Giants. Kenny Galladay coming to the New York Football Giants for Detroit. Connor,
0: go ahead. Had, had to get a number one receiver um, for a bunch of different reasons. One, you didn't have one. You didn't have a big body outside receiver that can – and has like him. a fucking champion. Exactly. And has a catch radius that's maybe the best in football at the time. Like he his, he's the best contested catch receiver in football. Um, and I, I don't even think there's like a argument for for seconds. Like he, yeah, he's good. He just comes, he comes down. If you throw that ball to him when he's when he's just bat like just covered with cornerbacks, he's coming down with that football and he's holding on to it. But the main reason why this was important, like a lot of the other moves the Giants made, is make or break year for Daniel Jones, yeah. and you have to give him a number one option to see if he's the guy. And number one options, see yeah, there, There's quarterbacks that they make the receivers, but there's also quarterback, good quarterbacks that that need the receivers to Get them out of their shell, so to speak. This is true. And give them more confidence. And that's what Kenny Galladay will bring to the Giants and to Daniel Jones, and that's what they need to do. Like, if they had to overpay a few bucks, who cares? It's what you have to Maybe
1: not the same comparison, but this could be a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones like, connection.
0: Yeah, like, it could be very similar but, to that. I
1: don't think Matt Ryan's a great quarterback at all, but I think that – I mean, that,
0: he won an MVP. I don't like, think he's
1: good. Uh, so, anyway – so I think that Julio Jones accelerated his game even more because, like you just for said, for sure he brings up the confidence and just the chemistry. He knows where he is. He knows that if he tosses it off to him, he could be the one on one beat, like yeah. that type of, type of wide receiver. So um, definitely weird comparison. I don't think it's the same. No, quite. but 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 um, I you no, know I, I get you I get, get the comparison
0: saying. there, and again, this is another comment I made that we'll go into on the, on the Giants drafting choices, but this also forces Jason Garrett to be more creative with his play calling and open up the plays. So this is another move that just, it's a move that sparks potentially other moves, but also it affects a bunch of different players and coaches um, that needed to be affected. We'll say that. Agreed.
1: Agreed. So let's move on to, uh, Carson Wentz being treated to the Colts. So I think, as an Eagle fan speaking, I don't think Carson would have succeeded in Philadelphia. And I've been on, on record for saying this on multiple podcasts, that I don't think that Carson Wentz would succeed in Philly. I think this is a great opportunity for him, just to have a change of scenery, more of the Midwest type of look that anybody's looking for. And he has Frank right there who could bring out the best in him. That's my, that's my big... That's a big thing. I guy. mean, yeah.
0: How long have I been calling for Carson Wentz to the Colts?
1: Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that was the only place for him. I think that exactly. was the only place with a significant interest in him.
0: Yeah, and, 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 I and that was one of the few teams that needed a quarterback.
1: And not a lot of teams valued him. I don't know why. Not a lot of teams do. But we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out and everything, but I think that this is a good move for Carson and a good move for it's the Eagles. Both. Oh, both. oh, well, and the Colts, I think. I think good move for all, yeah, all parties. Yeah, all, all, all parties. All parties. He just needed it, and the Eagles needed to change the senior just as much as Carson did. So good move on all ends. Mm-hmm. Um, one of Actually, I said Matthew Stack, was my favorite acquisition, and I struggle because of my next one, and that's John Johnson to the Browns. Tremendous safety from the Rams. Great pick. That Rams defense was spectacular last year.
0: And you know what defense is going to be spectacular this Third year? The Browns. The Browns. And John
1: Johnson is going to be part of it. Oh, yeah. He is a great player in the secondary. He can uh, come up and cover the nickel if need be. He could be a, a freaking linebacker if need be. He could be a top-level top, a top level safety
0: he can do it all. This is the crazy thing about the Browns, and I've said this a couple times, but like, not only do I think that they're going to have the best defense in the league next year, I think – and now there, there's definitely a few arguments for it, but I think that they might have the best three-level – Like, I think they might have the best secondary. I think they might have the best linebacking core. I think they might have the best defensive front like across the board. Linebacking core, you could definitely – or they, some drafted the team.
1: First
0: round again. they drafted Newsome, oh And God, they got, got
1: Greedy Williams, Newsome, and, Denzel, and Ward. Denzel Ward. They got John Johnson back there in safety. Jeremiah. And Grant Orson, Delpit. General. Grant and Grant
0: Delpit. From last year, at LSU. County. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Uh, yeah. they're, they're a force to be back yeah. in the way, man. I'm telling you, they they I think they might have the best. Brown defensive position groups. Oh, die. yeah. Yeah. We're on my die next well, year. Should have drafted a nice Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway.
1: So uh, the next thing I want to bring up is uh, Corey Davis for the Jets. And I was struggling but put this in – well, whether to even talk about this in the best pickups in the offseason, but – I think that this is a – well, Corey Davis actually right under the radar at a very has a very good career Yeah. the first three years of his career. So
0: the the issue with Corey Davis, and this will always stay with him, is he's never going to live up to his draft slot at number five overall. And I remember him coming out of, of college like everyone was drooling over him because he's 6'3", uh, I, wasn't two.
1: Too, I wasn't too big on him. I got to ask you. I was not too big on Corey Davis.
0: Well, I mean, I just – you just look at him and you're like, yes. Like, yeah, this size. guy like this guy is like everything you want in a receiver. He's big. He's got speed. He's like – he's got height and he's got build. Like, he's just like – like, it's it, not as big as Julio, but he's like that Julio mold where – or like that – or he's not as big as Calvin either, but that mold where it's just like, how is anyone going to stop this guy? Right. And that's what Corey Davis was. So – and he was drafted number five overall. So – For a number five overall pick to not have an 1,000-yard receiving year, like that's not a great look. But last year he had his best year to date, uh, 65 catches, 984 yards, so essentially 1,000 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, He's still only 26 years old. The Jets, like I mentioned before, they needed to add more weapons. They knew they were going to draft Zach Wilson or a quarterback at least. Give him as many weapons as you can. And honestly, Corey Davis was the best value pick because you had the Kenny Galladay's that you knew you're going to have to spend for. Um, Allen Robinson ended up getting franchise right. tagged. But, like, you had, like, those big-ticket guys that they were like, you know what? We have other holes we want to fill that. Corey Davis was a perfect value pick and gives another weapon. I mean, definitely, like, you know, number two guy, but they also drafted Elijah Moore. They have Denzel Mims. Um, is who Crowder still on there? Crowder's, Crowder's still there. He's still there, huh? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, good supporting cast there. Not a number one option, but Zach Wilson is going to be able to move that ball around. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited to see that. So, the next thing I want to move on to. And with that said, the next thing I want to bring up is Kevin Zutler to the Ravens. Um, I think we both agree. You've seen him play over the last couple of years. Kevin Zeidler is probably one of the, one of best, the best guards best. in all of football. He yeah. could be probably the best guard in football. I mean, maybe Zach Marr and Brandon Brooks can have an argument. Quentin Nelson even. Yeah.
0: Can argue with that. yeah I would, I, with would that. I would say I would say he's definitely one of the best, if not the best, right guards for sure. Yes. Um, but uh, but regardless, uh, very, very good player and the Ravens offensive line just got better. And yeah, gonna help with Lamar Jackson tremendously.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that happen. And he's just a Mauler, good run game and good uh pass protection. He's, he's very good pass pro. Good all-around, good all-around guard. Um, one actually, another one of my favorite moves is obviously was Matt Judon to the pass. Because so I think Matt
0: Judon is just an absolute dog. I think he's gonna be better with Belichick. Like, I think Belichick is gonna make it. he was great with better. the better. So. Yeah. With Belichick, I'm
1: excited.
0: Like I'm with you. I, I think he's going to bring out
1: the best in him. Well, they
0: gave him the money, so they did give the ha- money. He has to be. He has to live up to that contract because they gave him a lot of money. What did they gave him? Do you have his contract pulled up? I do not. Okay, let me,
1: uh, let me look up really fast because I'm very interested on in what they gave Matt Julian Okay, I have it here. So they gave him fifty-four and a half million dollars total value. $13.6 million average per year with $32 million of a guaranteed. So, you know, they they, they gave him that, they gave him that yeah. money, man. Especially yeah. the guaranteed money. The, ga- as we the guaranteed at, money, yeah. You guys want to look at there. So, you know, he's a good player, and I think he very much deserves that kind of money there. I think he's a great player.
0: Yeah, and interesting enough, too, the Ravens offered him $16.5 million a year. So he was going really? after he was going after that guaranteed money. He denied that shit. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Smart. I, I, yeah. I agree with that. Smart. Term was probably also a, a reason there. Yeah, that's got a way in there. Yeah.
1: So we're both going to agree on the next one too. This is another great move, Corey Lindsley.
0: One of the two of the most underrated moves. underrated moves. This
1: man helped out Aaron Rodgers tremendously in Green Bay, and you can't undervalue a center. They can call pass pro and help out the quarterback like Corey yeah, And Linsley there's does. nothing
0: better to help out than a young quarterback in Justin Herbert. Absolutely. And you got Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater in the offseason and the draft. That offensive line is going to be built up. Herbert's going to have more time, he's, and, he, and he's just going to be he's just going to get better and better.
1: Yep. So the next thing I want to go into is Emmanuel Sanders going to the Buffalo Bills. What do you think? Um, I
0: love it. Uh, I love it for Sanders, Beasley. Yeah, great. Um, I, I, I still, I still really want them to trade for Zach Ertz too, but uh, that's neither here nor there. That's Um, something.
1: You know what? I just want to get into this really like quickly, and I'm glad you brought up Ertz. But the Cardinals, because they drafted Zayvon Collins and they drafted um, the, the linebacker before uh, last year. Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, thank you. So they made Jordan Hicks expendable in a trade option. I know. How would you see a Ertz for Hicks trade?
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. I, I, I was, I, that's something that just got brought up in the yeah. last couple of days. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to see your view. I think that makes one. a lot
0: of sense. And, yeah, boy, I think it goes too. God, but, would that be scary. Yeah. In Arizona. I know, right? Whoa. It's ridiculous offense, Whoa. but with that kind
1: of ridiculous offense, too many weapons, only one ball. That's true. You too. can only see them, you know, maybe performing that not, not so well. But anyway, you know, nonetheless, uh, the manual center is good signing for the Bills. Yep. I think is going to provide a great option for them. Yes. So going to bring Josh Allen's game, well, it already was at a high level, but, you know, consistent level. Yeah.
0: They're going to be running slants for. Days on, on defenses. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So um, just a couple more things I want to get into on good moves this offseason. So we have William Jackson the third going to Washington.
0: Love, I, love slash hate that. I love it because he's a, a tremendous player. I, I hate the team that he went to.
1: Absolutely. I can't agree with you more. I think he's a tremendous upgrade over Ronald Darby. Uh, even though Darby did perform well for them last he did. year, he did. Uh, but William Jackson is a very much an upgrade for him yeah, in that position for sure. So I do love it for the fit. I love it for the move for him and the football team. I hate it for being a divisional rival, having to deal with that.
0: Can they come up with a name? Like it's really bothering. Let's me.
1: do it together right now.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't even. Know. I don't even know. Like what I don't know if it. they want to still like. Stay in that category where they're paying homage, or if they just want to go somewhere completely <laughs> different. But like, I, I hate calling them the Washington Football Team. I, I, I hate, hate you, that, man. I, I spent hate so that. many times saying the Redskins. It's it's not me. even like just that. I just the Washington Football Team. Like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you a university? Like, <laughs> get out of here.
1: So, Connor, the very last thing I want to get into for off-season moves is the Hunter Henry Johnu Smith connection. New England anyway, Patriots. I think I was a little on the fence with this. I like Johnny Smith. I don't like Hunter Henry right now. I
0: lo- I love Johnny Smith. Yeah, I
1: do too. Um Hunter Henry only makes me afraid because they gave him a lot of money injuries. and also the injuries. Yeah. That's man. even with
0: both of them. I mean, John U. Smith gets banged up a little bit too.
1: Right, but he's still younger. Hunter yeah. Smith is a little he's uh-huh. aging now, you know. How I mean, how old actually, is Hunter it Smith? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Johnny Smith's out. older. I haven't pulled up right here. John Smith is 26, Hunter Henry is 27. Yeah. So let me just go over their contract value here. So, uh, Hunter no, Henry, 100,
0: 100 Hunter Henry is 26.
1: No, he's 27.
0: December 7, 1994. Oh, I guess, yeah, he
1: yeah, is 27. So, um, total value of his contract, $37.5 million. They're oh, Wow, they're both getting the same average per year. Uh, $12.5 million for the both of them. Hunter Henry got guaranteed $25 million. John Smith guaranteed $31.2 million. So they're both very
0: close in value. They have to be legit running two tight end sets every time they that's go That's got to be there. their plan. Have to that's be. got to be it. And, and they quick, should. They should do it. I mean, yeah. Belichick has had success with that in the past. They're both good um, tight end. Man. Yeah. Um, wow, I love, wow, that's yeah. scary. But they have, especially with their lack of weapons on the outside. Yeah. They have to run. Two tight end sets every time they hit the field. I'm
1: very much interested in watching that offense this year. So that, that's a good pickup for yeah. them, and especially because the writings on the wall for that too, to uh taking uh Bourne, uh signing him as a wide receiver and Nelson Aguilar. So they don't really have like a number one option really.
0: Don't I don't even know it? if they have a number two option. I don't know. They, have I mean, they two. still have Nikhil Harry, right? Yeah, I yeah. really hate Nelson Aguilar.
1: So anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, Connor, that kind of wraps it up for the best offseason and worst offseason moves. I mean, any final thoughts here before we close it out? i move on to our final draft talk. Yes. And that is the Eagles and Giants that we missed out on last week. So, with that said, Connor, any final thoughts?
0: I'm all good. I think we hit on everything. I think um, we did, too, man. Yeah. I,
1: th- I think, uh, yeah, we pretty much were you know hit on everything that was worth talking about this offseason. So. Yeah. Hey, man.
0: Sorry if we forgot some of you players that are listening to this podcast that you think that you're the best signing.
1: Hey, if anything, bring it up to us. We'd love to talk about
0: it. Yeah. So let's go to our
1: favorite, the Eagles and Giants draft here. Mm -hmm. Let's go.